The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's reading is going to be from Seneca's letter number 13 on groundless fears, but first a little intro. So uh, any student of, of Gemara or broadly speaking of, uh, of you know, Judaic texts will be familiar with the phenomenon of good girsas and bad girsas. Girsa meaning the... the uh, the version of the manuscript, okay? And, uh, you know, we have a long literary history and uh, much of it took place before the printing press and more of it took place before certain things were even written down. So there are, you know, there are discrepancies between different versions of texts in, especially in in the oral Torah and its commentaries. So um, I am a big proponent of trying to get the accurate text because my my feeling, and I don't think this is just a feeling, I think this is an actual rational position, is that, you know, our goal is to understand what these wise authors intended. And if you're not even using their, the words that they wrote, so then you're not really accessing their ideas. Okay. Yet I must concede to the fact that there are innumerable cases in which, in which incorrect girsas have led to, to profound ideas. Right, that there's a mistake in the text, and because the people who learn the text are intelligent, and they they uh, and they're trying to figure out, they're giving the benefit of the doubt, and they're trying to learn as much as they can from the written word, then they uh, end up uh, arriving at ideas that the author didn't intend because uh, because this is what they thought the author was saying. Okay, so that's the uh, the intro here. Okay, so now the uh, the circumstances under which I made today's episode. I was reading in. I've been reading Tim Ferriss's "The Tribe a Tribe of Mentors: Short Life Advice from the Best in the World." And one of the questions that Tim Ferriss asks people is if there are any quotations uh, that they are particular fans of. Okay, so I'm reading this list of quotations from this one guy, and there's a quote that says. Uh, our fears are always more numerous than our dangers. And uh, right under the quote, it says that it's from Seneca the Younger. Okay, now just to pause and uh, and comment on that for a second, uh, I think that's that is a great quote, right? I mean that um, you know your fears are stemming from from the uncertainty and the unpredictability of what's going to happen and your inability to control it. And so you, you project many, many, many more things that might happen than what will actually happen, right? Something is going to actually happen or maybe nothing is going to actually happen, but the projections are far more numerous than the actual reality. And because you are bombarded with all of these uh, anxieties and fears and they all hit you at once, and your emotions react to them as though they are real. So then it's it's very overwhelming. So if you remember this, that you that the fears are always worse than the dangers. It can help you to keep things into perspective. In the same way as as the fantasies are always better than the actual pleasures. You know, as a general rule. Okay. So anyway, so that's the actual idea, right? But because I was because I was reading this before I had my coffee, um, then I misread it. Okay. So again, on page, it says our fears are always more numerous than our dangers. And it's attributed to Seneca, the younger, I misread it as our fears are always younger than our dangers. 
Okay. And I caught my mistake pretty fast because I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But then I was, I was thinking into it. And what I realized is uh, in two frameworks, the statement could be true that our fears are always younger than our dangers. So in a psychological framework, whether you go, I mean, I mean, this is not unanimous as nothing in psychology is unanimous, but let's say according to, um, to certain psychodynamic models of, of understanding the psyche, whether it's Freud, whether it's IFS, then our fears are rooted in, tend to be rooted in childhood experiences or childhood ways of infantile ways of processing the world around us. Um, and what happens is that those infantile ways of reacting become incorporated into the structure of our unconscious mind. And, uh, and then when we interact with these phenomena or with, with, when we interact with reality, it brings up the power and the force of these unconscious childhood, you know, experiences or ways of processing things, which could be completely overwhelming, you know, uh, and which are completely disproportionate to the actual threat that faces us. Um, you know, a person can be can become paralyzed with fear or 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 fly into a rage or overwhelmed with the anxiety because of something that in reality is is actually not threatening or or minimally threatening. Okay. So that's one way to understand it. But I was also my mind actually didn't go there first. My mind actually went first to a uh, a Pusuk in Kohelis, uh, a verse in Ecclesiastes. This is in uh, chapter four, verse thirteen. Tov yeled miskein v'chacham mimelech zakein uksiel asher lo yada lihizahir od. Better a poor wise youth who is, uh, yeah, better a, a, a poor wise youth than a, an old and foolish king who no longer knows how to guard himself. So this is part of an elaborate allegory that occur, recurs throughout Kohelas. Um, but Chazal, the sages, interpret this to be a metaphor for the for the human individual. And Rashi quotes on that passage quotes the uh, the famous Chazal. He says, Tov better a poor and wise youth. He says, Zeyitzer Tov. This refers to the good inclination. Lama Nikra Yeled, why is it called a youth? Sheinu Bab Adam Ad Yirgamoshana, that it only comes into a person um, uh, at the age of 13. Okay, that's referring to the fact that the Yitzhar Tov refers to the inclination that comes from the intellect, and a person's intellect uh, doesn't really fully come on li- start to come online until uh, they're 13 years old. Uh, and why is he called poor? Miskein she'in he'evarim shomin lo hara. That the limbs do not obey him as they do to the evil inclination. And why is he called a chacham? Why is he called wise? Shemaski asa adam tova. That he, he uh, guides a person intelligently on the good path. Okay, then what is the old foolish king? He says, The old foolish king is Yetzer Hara. That is the old, uh, that is the uh, evil inclination, uh, the the animalistic emotions, which aren't intrinsically evil, but they are evil in the sense that they they lead man uh, uh, astray. Um, as Alyssa Rosenbaum likes to say, man has one fundamental choice: to either be a rational human or a suicidal animal. By that, she means that. Uh, regular animals, if they follow their instincts, thrive. Human beings, if we follow our instincts uh, without the mediation of the intellect, then we we fail. So uh, that is the Yitzhahara, uh, and it's called a king, Shehu Shalit Al-Kol Ha'evarin, because it rules over all the limbs. And why is he called old, Zakin? He says, Misha Shanolad Havlad Hu Nasun Bo, because uh, he is there from the time that the uh, infant is born. Shinemar, uh, as it says, that says sin crouches at the opening. And then Ksil, he's foolish. Shemat Ehu Ra, that he leads man astray uh, to the evil path. 
Kahu uh, Nidrash Midrash. That is what uh, Rashi Rashi says. That is how it is explained in the Midrash. So I was thinking about this, and it's interesting that Kohelis uh, depicts uh, the the intellect as young, and the the um, and the the emotions as old, because chronologically you have your emotions are really rolling over ruling over you. Uh, you know, uh, for a longer period of time, they come into you, they're there from birth and they, they rule over you from the beginning. And then your intellect only comes online at the age of 13 and has to slowly figure out how to uh, achieve, you know, dominance within the entire system. So, so from, from that perspective, chronologically, then your, your intellect is young and your, your, uh, your yitzhahara, your emotions are, are old. But in the in terms of the uh, the character of them, in terms of maturity, so then your your yitzer tov, your intellect is the one that is old and wise. Uh, you know, in, in Hebrew, zakin is uh, is you know used to mean elder and wise, and the king is just a baby. The king is an infant uh, is an infant who is uh, you know one of those like child kings of uh, from European history. You know. And uh, and he's uh, he's he's ruling, and he's been there for a longer time. But he is really stuck in this old uh, this this uh, sorry he's he's stuck in this in this uh, young stage of his development, and can't really uh, it lacks any tools to get past that. So uh, now reading rereading my misquote of of Seneca, our fears are always younger than our danger. I think that's another useful pr- perspective that when you have when you experience a fear, so. The intellect is really the one that is capable of, in, of, of uh, analyzing the actual danger. And if you realize that your fears are coming from or being amplified slash distorted by this younger part of you, then uh, that could help you to gain perspective and to, uh, as Dick Schwartz would say, to unblend from the, uh, from the younger parts. Obviously, it's easier said than done. You can't exactly like, do that in, uh, with a snap of the fingers, but uh, it's, it's a perspective to keep in mind when you are paralyzed by the fear or the anxiety that, that comes from uh, when all these, you know, these uh, numerous possibilities of, of the bad things that can happen come into your mind. Okay, so uh, that's that was a fruitful misreading, I think. Uh, that's it for today's episode. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Alternatively, if you'd like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Tor Content Fund, my Venmo is at Matt-Schneeweiss, and my Zell and PayPal are Matt-Schneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Tor content for you. If you'd like to sponsor a day's worth or a week's worth of content, or if you're interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishneweis at gmail.com. And I should note that we are currently sponsored through Shushan Purim, but no sponsors have lined up for the remainder of Adar. So uh, uh, the opportunities are wide open. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.